Uh, we'll find out if Dan Orlovsky of ESPN agrees. He joins us right now on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Corcoran and Haviland Insurance. Visit chinsurance.com to learn more and by Pajamagram. They're soft. They're silky. It's a best-selling Christmas gift for her. Get a free $75 nightie with naturally nude pajamas from pajamagram.com. How do you feel about that, Dan? What a lead-in. <laughs> it was a great lead-in. Really, really, really good read. Uh, so I uh, I didn't realize you were going to be uh, uh, being uh, sponsored here by Naturally Nude Pajamas. So go out and get those. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on what the Patriots should do here. Not this week against Pittsburgh. Not next week against whomever they're playing later on this year, Kansas City or whoever. Big picture, what yep. should they be doing at the top of the draft? Is it they need to take a quarterback, or is there merit to the idea of taking a wide receiver, taking a tackle? No, no, you never, you, you never take the wide receiver early until you have the quarterback, number one, and two, that the roster can be really good. I was part of the Lions when we took Calvin, and Calvin was unbelievable, but we weren't good enough at quarterback or the rest of the roster to pay it off. Uh, so answer the question, number one, it has to obviously start with who's making the decision. Is there a new coaching staff there, or is Coach Belichick and that staff th- still there? That, that's the starting point. Number two, whatever decision is made in regards to that, where do they stand on, obviously, Mac Jones? Is, is, there, is, there, a, uh, is there a new coaching staff that's like, no, Mac Jones is going to be a good player here. We just got to put the right people around him. Or is, or is it Coach Belichick saying, I want to start over? Or vice versa, new staff and says, nope, I want a new quarterback. So um, if you have one of those first two picks and living in the world where new staff or not, moving on from Mac Jones. I personally still believe Mac Jones is a starting quarterback in the NFL at a good level. Okay. That's, that's still my personal confidence in him. If they decide to move on and they have one of those first two picks, um, I think you have to take one of those two stars out of Caleb Williams or Drake may. Absolutely. I think both of them are too talented to pass up. Now the Patriots roster is obviously devoid of talent. We've talked about that specifically on the offensive side, but I don't think you could pass those guys up if you're at one or two. Dan, and with those two guys in particular, do you think that there's merit to those guys waiting behind a bridge quarterback or starting from day one if the Patriots draft them for next season? Yeah, uh, you always prefer the person to wait um, unless there's a reason that they can't. Um, now, the reason they can't is more often than not, they have not played enough of college snaps, so they need football repetitions. Carson Wentz, an example. Trey Lance, an example. Mark Sanchez, an example. Anthony Richardson this year with the Colts. So that that's always the reason why you want them to be out there. Always prefer a guy to wait. It, I always, the, the hardest challenge from going to college to the NFL is, one, you have flaws as a player, you have warts, you have things you have to develop and get rid of. There's pressure no matter how many years you've been in the NFL to win every single Sunday. It's very difficult to, to, to develop as a player while also doing everything you possibly can to win. Um, so you always prefer a guy to, to have the opportunity to kind of break some of the flaws and bad habits that they have in their game. And then the next step is, does the player have something, skill and or trait that they can survive with? The first goal is survive. The next goal is thrive. Do, do they have some type of skill or trait that they can somewhat survive with and not kind of get themselves so beat up or play so poorly that they're ruined or mentally broken? Is that the case with Drake May and Caleb Williams? 
Well, Drake's played a gajillion snaps. I've called a bunch of Drake's games. I I I call Drake's games when he's a true freshman. Drake has played, you know, thousands of college snaps. Um, a lot of that in a pass-heavy offense. So he has seen multiple defenses. It's almost like an air raid type of you know philosophy down there with both Phil Longo and then Chip Long this year. So. Um, he's played a ton of snaps. Caleb obviously has played a ton of snaps. So for either of those guys, you're not concerned with them not having a ton of reps. Uh, it's just going to be stylistically who they like, who who someone likes better. Drake is six foot five, two hundred forty pounds, uh, unbelievably competitive, and you know family that has a rich history. And he is uh, unreal talented. Caleb equally as talented, um, out of structure, is, is jaw-dropping, in structure, doesn't like to do it, but hasn't necessarily been tasked to. He's six foot one, 210 pounds. Um, do I think teams are going to have reservations about the size? I do. Why? Because, and I've swung a little bit on this, if I'm being candid, is um, a lot of the quarterbacks that have come into the league early draft pick-wise that haven't been big stature guys haven't excelled yet. Uh, Baker Mayfield, um, Kyler Murray, Bryce Young this year. So I do think that's going to force some organizations to have reservations about the size. Dan, let's say that the Patriots do hold on to Mac Jones and that he is here for his uh, last year before his contract's up. What steps can this team make and what should be emphasized, I guess, in terms of those steps in order to help him be successful again? Yeah, rebuild the offensive line. The offensive line, you guys know, I've talked about that on a weekly basis, has been really poor, and they would have to add at least two pass catchers that are high-end players. They don't have to be bona fide number one stars, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, but you would say, hey, you're like, go get T. Higgins. You know, go get a player of that caliber. You need two of them realistically. Now, again, I think anyone that ever hears me talk knows where I stand on Mac. The challenge is – you know, you would have to be such a big year for him, you know, and it's almost like what the Bears are going to face this year. The Bears, there's there's evidence that Justin Fields like, isn't a bad player. Given everything that's around him, there's evidence you go, are we sure we want to just move on from this guy that has had moments? But then also, like, you, you get one year to make that decision now in, in a decent situation. Um before you might have to pay them. And that's, and then you could be the giants where they wait and, Oh, you know, they, they hold on. And then the guy has an okay year and he gets a gajillion dollars. And you're saying, they're going, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? Talking to Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He joins us every week here on Jones and mega with Arcan on W E E I. Uh, we asked you last week, would it look any better with Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones? You said, no, uh, did it look any better with uh, Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones? No. What? Nothing looked better because I, I largely agree with you. I don't think for this week it looked any better. Uh, what? Nothing looked better though. There were no areas where they improved. I don't think so. No, I just there's there's. I mean, the Chargers' defense is one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, and everyone has taken advantage of blown coverages from them. And New England offensively did not. So uh, nothing looked more rhythmic. Uh, I guess you could say like there weren't those like odd turnovers that Mac, you know, has, has been a part of this year. Um, there wasn't forcing, uh, you know, or stress situations. That's again, been a calling card for Mac this year, but um, there wasn't any more rhythm. There wasn't any more success. There wasn't any more plays that you sat there and said, that's the way it should look strong to strong on a play by play basis. Obviously no points. 
Uh, so I don't, I don't think it'll look any better for the next month either. Dan, you went through some ups and downs as a quarterback in the NFL. I'm wondering if you have reached out to Max since his position with the team changed. No, no. I think like uh, I think I don't know if I misrepresented it or not either, but I don't talk to Mac on that consistent of a basis. Um, I've probably talked to Mac like two times this year, maybe three. Um, so no, I have that's not pretty, reached out that's to pretty him. Pretty consistent. Uh, I don't. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't think that that is that abnormal. Um, he's again. I, I don't. He's not the only quarterback that I have any type of or player that I have communication with. Um, some of them are friends. Some of them are just guys that I'm just fans of. Some of them you have communication indirectly, maybe through like a, an agent of theirs or a friend of theirs or a teammate of theirs. So, but no, I have, I have not spoken with Mac. Have you Mac had any, really of, in, any of that around Mac since he, I guess I uh, no. got demoted? No, no, I haven't. I, I really haven't communicated uh, in any way with Mac or anybody associated with Mac or in regards to Mac and probably, I don't know, six weeks, seven weeks, maybe six, something wrong there. All right, uh, Dan, you're in the trust tree here, so you can be honest with us. How much of this Thursday night game are you actually going to watch? Uh, live? Yes. Zero. How much ta- How much tape are you going to grind of Mitch Trubisky and Bailey Zappi, I guess, then? Oh, I'll, I'll watch every snap Friday morning. I'll wake up Friday morning. They usually wake up Friday mornings around, like, 5 and grab a cup of coffee, sit by the fire, and watch Thursday night football um, now, usually I'm watching Thursday Night Football live, but I won't watch tomorrow night. We'll do a Christmas movie, and I'll watch every snap Friday morning. What movie? Uh, I think tomorrow night will probably be either The Boy Called Christmas or The Boy Named Christmas. I forget which one What's the exact that? name yeah. of it. Is that some new one, or uh, is that a claymation that. thing? That is, no, 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 no. That is a, uh, a boy I believe, called Christmas Netflix. two years it, ago, yeah. It is off the charts good um or christmas chronicles one of those two will likely what is christmas chronicles what is that like a like a jesus guys what is that like a hallmark you, what, what one? oh it's about jesus? Jesus? that was no. like 2018 yeah christmas Chron- chronicles jesus? netflix kurt russell guys kurt russell goldie Hawn. it is all awesome. russell plays jesus no, dan, santa claus dan i pretty much i pretty much just watch home alone and home alone 2 on a on a loop for the next month that's and pretty much I mean, those are great but these here. are this do any of the people I'm speaking with, and this is not this is honestly education. If we come across disrespectful, it's not. Do kids? Yes, I have. I have a, a child. So does our. Kid, I have a yes. one year old. Yeah. yeah, a five and a one year old between the two of us. I am a child. Oh, <laughs> uh, me too. Uh, you guys need to watch both The Boy Named Christmas and Christmas Chronicles by next week. All right. They're awesome. Homework. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I guess and if you- they're both. They're both capable to be watched at, like adult and children. I together. guess if, they're great. I guess if you're going to grind tape on the the Patriots and the Steelers, <laughs> we we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll grind some Kurt Russell Christmas movies. That sounds good. That's a deal, Dan. Get it done. That's uh, that's a Get deal. Done. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, Dan, we appreciate it. Be well. All right, Dan Orlovsky has all our guests. Oh, Goldie Hawn is in it. Joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. What, what is it? Just overboard? They just remade Overboard with those two just uh, uh, around Christmas? They're married, right? Escape from the North Pole. Are they married? Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn? I don't know. Are they? Aren't they married? I should know that. They I, better still be married. I threw out an Overboard reference pretty quickly. I guess I should know that. Yeah, partners. They're par- oh, okay. They're partners. in a partnership. Okay, what? Hey. Is A Boy Called Christmas a real movie? As long as re- they're in love. A Boy Called Christmas a real movie, Arkhan? Real that movie. A- 2021, Kristen Wiggs in it. Yeah. I love the indignation of oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I actually thought he was like, saying, "What are we like, doing?" When we're like, "What's that about?" And he said, "Jesus, guys." I was like, "Oh, it's about." It's about. 
about Jesus. the Lord. The reason for the well, season. Yeah, his son. Uh, so I, uh, uh, that's Dan for I, I guarantee he's a guy who goes to bed at eight o'clock. He wakes up at five a.m. and he legitimately enjoys Christmas movies. Dan, this st- is his time of year. Dan, stand by. Uh, what's your reaction to the idea of watching the Patriots and the Steelers live on Thursday? Night? Jesus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what's your reaction to that picture of me with the mutton chop? Jesus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very reasonable. Uh, that's Dan Orlovsky. If you missed any of that, check it out on the Odyssey. No, his, his reaction to Mutton Chop Arcan is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hubba, hubba. Uh, we'll get to all your phone calls next.